you grow up in some parts of Europe or travel there regularly, you may have seen that breakfast biscuits can be relatively common as a way to start the day with a hot drink. Now, a few years ago back in Australia, we started to see breakfast biscuits in supermarkets as well, and they're marketed as a quick, easy and healthy breakfast option. So is it actually possible that a sweet biscuit could be part of a healthy start to the day? Hi, I'm Susie Burrell. And I'm Leanne Wood. And as two of Australia's leading dietitians who specialise in evidence-based nutrition, we bring you the Nutrition Couch Product Review, a weekly chat on new products and old favourites that you can find in supermarkets. Now, Leanne, I've got an interesting story about breakfast biscuits because I have mentioned before on the potty that I lived with Italians when I was at university, Northern Italians, and it was absolutely normal for Nonna um, to start the day with a cup of tea before even her coffee and she would buy Italian biscotti um, from the Italian delis. They're down in Wollongong and there's quite a lot of Italians down there and so she will routinely go to the local sort of Italian grocer and stock up on breakfast biscuits and down several to start the day. And I certainly joined her when I was 18, 19 at university. Now, I am generally not a fan of the ones in supermarket and we're going to take a close look at a couple of them a day. But I do know that Europeans routinely have this as the start to the day and they start sort of with that and then they'll go to a hot meal in the day. Um, what do you think? Have you seen it much in your practice or with people before, sort of having <gasps> biscotti or biscuits as, as a breakfast? Not so much biscotti but I do... I do, I do haven't had a couple of clients who are using these more so. And particularly if I've ever had clients with young sort of young teenagers, they send them to school with these things because, you know, the kids are like, oh, I'm not hungry, but they're like, well, you should eat something or take something with you. So I do find a lot of parents use this for teenagers who don't want or aren't hungry or maybe it's not cool to eat breakfast, whatever the reason. They do sort of use these. But I must be honest, I have used these while traveling a few times just as something quick and easy to have in my handbag if I'm overseas and I'm sort of traveling around, particularly when I've, you know, traveled through parts of Asia and I just think um, it's very traditional in Asian cuisine to have more like, you know, the meat and the veggie and the noodle for breakfast. And I'm very much like a, um, I like a lighter sort of breakfast. If I'm not going to have my eggs on toast or something, I would rather prefer something like a porridge or a cereal or something. So I just can't sort of stomach meat and veggie at that sort of time in the morning. So I do, if I've traveled through parts of Asia, I have sort of just stashed these in my handbag that all like a protein bar. Um, so I have doubled with them occasionally, but I definitely wouldn't say that they're as healthy as what they are marketed. Um, and even particularly the you know, they market it as these like wonderful replacements to breakfast. But um, I think for the right person, potentially, you know, for our young athletes and people with higher requirements, I think they could be a good option. But I think for the, the large majority of Aussies who are looking to lose weight, I mean, let's see, right? Let's review them. <laughs> we will. Okay. I've chosen two. Just a quick look. The first one that I had a look at is the very well-known brand. And was probably the first one to market here in Australia is the Belvita breakfast biscuits. They're in the yellow packet. Now, I'm pretty sure they're actually in the biscuit section. I don't think they're in the cereal section from memory. Um, and I've chosen, there's a whole lot of them, Leanne. There's like sort of Nutella ones with chocolate in them. There's chocolate varieties. There's minis in mini packs. Mm, there's a cranberry flavor. Yeah. I've just chosen the sort of traditional larger ones. These ones are called milk and cereals. They're an overseas product actually. They're made in France and this is the exact one you'll find overseas. They're not made here in Australia, so they're imported. Um, they retail for $4.50 um, for four um, Packets six within. for six biscuits. Six in there. Six mini packs, and then the, sorry, the mini packs of each got. That's right. The fifty four grams biscuits in it. Yeah, so it's three hundred grams. So they're fifty grams, and they've got four individual biscuits, and there's six packs um, per four dollars fifty. Now per serve, that gives us about mm, two hundred and twenty calories per serve, nine hundred kilojoules. 
four grams of protein. So if I was comparing an egg's got about eight to 10 grams of protein per egg and a bowl of um, oats with milk would have about 10, 10, 12 grams of protein. So that's less than a third of those serves. Total fat, seven grams, and there is less than just on 3% saturated fat. So um, 11% fat overall, so not a low fat option. Carbohydrate, 33.7 grams. So that's two decent slices of bread worth of carbohydrate. 10.1 grams of sugar. So 11% sugars in that, and and they're not naturally occurring sugars in a biscuit product. We'll take a a closer look at the ingredients in a second, but it's not like um, lactose naturally occurring in dairy or fructose naturally occurring in fruit. These are added sugars. 3.4 grams of dietary fiber. Now, that is what we would define as a server fiber, but certainly much lower than what I would like people to get in a couple of slices of whole grain bread, which would be closer to sort of eight at least, and in a, a good quality breakfast cereal, six to eight. So again, about half the dietary fiber. Keep in mind, this is a 50 gram um small serve um, of, of a food for breakfast and 197 milligrams of sodium. So, you know, pretty low in general. I guess it's not overly low for biscuits though, but it's not a huge amount of sodium. Made in France, the product. So the cereal component that they list as cereals, which is something sort of referred to more overseas than traditionally on labels here in Australia, but that basically refers to the grain or the starch content. So this is a wheat flour, 48%, which is, is not a whole wheat flour. So that is a refined source. It's 25% of that is whole grain cereal, which is a good thing. You know, that's adding to the fiber. It's got a mix of wheat flour, whole grain oat flakes, buckwheat grits, barley flour, whole grain rye flour, whole grain spelt flour. The next ingredient is sugar. So as we said, it's added sugar and vegetable oil. I'm hasten to say it's likely palm. Bulking agent, milk solids, raising agents, mineral, mineral salt, emulsifier, soy lecithin, flavors. Um, so it contains wheat, oats, barley, rice, spelt, milk, and soy. Now, we could talk, you know, it's a biscuit. I don't know. I, I can't, I struggle to find anything positive nutritionally in this product. And the issue I have with it is that they're sort of aggressively marketed as a breakfast item. There's a whole range of them. There's chocolate. As I said, there's ones filled sort of with chocolate spread. You know, this is, to me, Leanne, there's nothing that mimics breakfast in this product, which is called a breakfast product. And I have fundamental issues with that. Now, admittedly, it's not an Australian-made product. This is a big brand overseas. It's very well recognized. So it's sort of an imported product that's brought to this market, I guess, to test it out in a way. And there's perhaps a demand for it. But I think that it's really misleading to call it breakfast because to me, there's nothing that mimics a a well-balanced breakfast, which would include a decent source of, of protein, a much better profile of carbohydrate, much higher amount of fiber, much less added sugar. So I, I think it's really quite misleading and I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't recommend them and I don't use them. Yeah, there's no healthy fat in there either. Um, yeah, really. I, I, mean, I think you'd have to be pretty specific with the type of person, right? I think uh, sort of young athletes who are, I don't know, maybe going to rowing at 5 a.m. in the morning or something like that where you're just looking for something quick and easy, they can eat while mum or dad are driving them in the car and they're jumping off and they're going to their early, early morning sport. Maybe because it's got a really good amount of sort of accessible energy, it's got a bit of sugar in there. Maybe for, for someone like a growing teen, but I just don't think for any sort of adult, whether you're trying to lose weight or not, this is as you mentioned, Susie, any sort of nourishment really. We're missing a good serve of healthy fat. It's the carbohydrate load's not too bad, but the the addition of the carbohydrate, it's not great. The sugars are pretty high. The protein's pretty low. Um, I mean, it's pretty affordable if you're looking for some positives. $4.50 for six packets. It's less than a dollar per serving, but there's no sustenance to that. Like if I had that, I'd dead set be hungry 30 minutes later. Um, it's just, it's not something that you would actually call anything that's sort of well-rounded or nourished as a breakfast item. It's very much a biscuit. It's very much something that I would rather use as a snack. So four biscuits 
like you're basically having four biscuits for breakfast. There's no other way around it. It is a biscuit. Even though, to be honest, I don't market it as that. It's called Belvita Breakfast Milk and Cereals. So as you said, they heavily market it as breakfast. I don't call it a biscuit, but let's be honest, it's a biscuit. There's no other way around it. And it's in the biscuit aisle, I'm pretty sure as well. I'm actually surprised they've survived this long. They've been around a while. I'm, I'm surprised because I don't – I'm just thinking who buys them. Like I'm actually just surprised. It's so hard in supermarket to survive, let alone this long. Someone's buying it. But I, I think even for athletes there's better options. You know what I mean? Like there's muesli bars and, and breakfast bars that are much better nutritionally than that product. So, yeah, I, I, as I said, I really struggle to find anything decent to say about it at all. Um but, you know, it's just interesting what survives overseas and what's popular there because certainly that whole model of cereals in the morning is is very common initially and in and, and Europe. If I look at the front of packet marketing, like if I hadn't picked up, turned it over, looked at the nutrition label, looked at the, the ingredient list, I would probably think that that is a better option than a muesli bar. Just based on the front of packet marketing, I would think that that's a plain product I could give my kids and it would be healthy. I think it's low sugar, says milk and cereal. I would probably assume that there's some added sort of calcium or something in there. If I just took it on front of pack marketing alone, I honestly would probably say that that is a healthy product that I think a lot of parents would give to their children. I, I honestly believe that. And I think that's who is supporting this and buying these products. And that's probably why it's really lasted so long. And that's why it's misleading. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's misleading. And that's, and doing the mini packs is terrible because it encourages parents to buy those for kids. As soon as you see minis, that's what people pack in lunchboxes and for kids for snacks. And you're absolutely right. If you're marketing or positioning as a breakfast item, you would assume a certain level of calcium in or dairy based. Now, at least if you're formulating a product like that, add some, you know, fortify it, put some B-group vitamins in, put some extra dietary fiber in, puts, add some calcium to it. And then from a nutrition perspective, we could model with that and potentially use it for fussy eaters to tick some nutrient boxes. But it's not for even fortified. So to me, it's like, you know, not only are you positioning in a breakfast space, but you're not providing some of the key nutrients we would expect with breakfast. And then you, you're not even bothering to fortify it a bit. So yeah, I really sort of struggle with it. Um, how it survives here in general and and um, certainly, you know, I often see little kids at the park, you know, with plain um, milk-type biscuits because I think, I don't know where that comes from either, but if, I guess if the biscuit's got milk in the title, you know, you, you could be forgiven for thinking it's, it's a source of dairy. <laughs> so, you know, you can see how busy parents are trying to make good choices and they see that and they think, oh, well, that's going to be better than, you know, a sweet biscuit or a, a chocolate nut thing, you know, so they grab it. Mm, but, mm. yeah, that's why I wanted to cover them today because I thought it's a really interesting product to discuss for those reasons. Maybe they're meant to be drunk with a glass of milk, right? Because then at least you'd be getting a little bit more calcium, a little bit more protein in there as well. Maybe, yeah. But, I mean, overall, I think it's definitely, it's not a total red light for me, but it's definitely not a green light either. I'd call it sort of orange. I think have with caution and for the right type of person, maybe I think definitely having it with a glass of milk would boost up the nutrition of that product, yeah. particularly if you're using it as breakfast. Well, if you did it, if you had it with a glass of milk, you're closer to 300 cal, you're getting 14 grams of protein depending on the – if you're having full cream milk, you're getting 20 grams of fat. But then you're adding – you know, you're getting close to 50 grams of carb there, which isn't insignificant for, for children or adults, you know. So, I, yeah, I really struggle to place it. And I, as I said, I certainly don't use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of them. So, as I said, it's, it's hard in supermarkets. So that's why we do this segment, just to try and wade through the, the rubbish that can be out there or just the, the confusion that can be out there for busy people. So the other one I've chosen – is the Uncle Toby's breakfast bake. 
Now, I actually did some work with this product when it launched a few years ago, and I'll I'll share why in a second because it's probably not something I would do as much now, but I'll, I'll share why I did it at the time. So it's $6.50 for six. So straight away, Leanne, that to me suggests it's higher quality because inevitably in supermarket, if it's relatively cheap or inexpensive, it's probably not as high quality. You have, you do pay more for higher quality food. I just saw strawberries at $10 a punnet, which kind of sums it up. So this is in the breakfast section though. These Uncle Toby's under the oats range is in the breakfast section at rate. It's got four and a half health star rating. Now we've spoken about the pros and cons of that before, but it is rated relatively high based on the overall profile. A serve is 65 grams, so it's a heavy bar. It's quite, it's quite substantial and calories reflect that. You know, it's almost 300 calories per bar. So it's got some serious weight to it for busy, potentially active people who need a, a good energy hit in the morning. The protein is not overly high, close to six grams per serve. The fat is 10.2 grams. Again, not insignificant, but the saturated fat is very low, suggesting that the fats are coming from better sources. And we'll take a closer look at that in a second. Um, similar amount of carbohydrate of the Belveda at 33.8 and 7.5 grams of sugar at 8%. So not insignificant again. 7.4 grams dietary fiber though. So just over twice what you're getting in the Belvita range and much lower sodium at coming in at just 50. So it contains, when I'm looking, whole grain oats, 53%. So half of it's got an oat base. Next ingredients, glucose. So again, an added sugar. Chicory root fiber. Now we'll talk about that in a second because we've both got thoughts on it to get that fiber content up. Sunflower oil, honey, 5%. Um, roasted almonds. So there is a nut proportion to it, which is where they're getting some of those good fats from. Second source of, of sugar and brown sugar, almond meal, again, improving the fat ratio. Actually, that's the third source of added sugar. Let's go glucose, honey, and then brown sugar. Glycerine, just to, to bind it a little bit. Tapioca starch, another source of added sugar. Wheat protein, minerals. So adding some calcium to that, even though they haven't listed calcium on the label, which is interesting. Flavor, emulsifier, iodized salt, mineral salts, very low amounts given the overall sodium. So is this one that much better? Now, at the time I did this, it was because it was marketed to kids who didn't eat breakfast as a better alternative based on the whole grain oat content. Now, I did it at the time. It was two or three years ago. I probably wouldn't do it now because as I've got a bit older and doing a lot more of this stuff, I, I have to be a lot stricter. But I did do it at the time because for non-breakfast eaters, I would argue that this is slightly better. But is it gold standard? No. And as I said, I probably wouldn't do it again now. But nutritionally, it is better than the Belveda biscuit, I believe. But the only people that I would now prescribe this to is probably my busy active teens and young athletes who need a good amount of energy in the morning and can get away with that kind of added sugar in the diet. Um, so yeah, I sort of would give it, say, a, I'd give the Belveda four or five out of 10 and I'd give this probably seven. I don't know. What do you think? Mm, that'd be a bit lower down <laughs> only because I know that a lot of my breakfast eaters like if you're going to be someone that eats breakfast they're hungry and this is not a volume dense food this is not something where I mean I could probably eat this bake or this bar whatever you want to call it in two or three mouthfuls like it's not a it's not a large amount of food um yes yeah, so for me just from a fat loss perspective this isn't ideal because I think people will just feel hungry or just that mind you know how you need a good portion of food in front of you your eyes need to see a good portion of food to even feel full to begin with if that makes sense like you want to 
to feel like you're eating a decent amount of food. And when you're just munching on something that's basically a muesli bar for breakfast, um, I just wouldn't feel satisfied. I'd probably be looking for something within an hour. That's me personally. And I know a lot of my clients are the same. We really work on building volume dense meals for them. So I think the right type of person, as you said, someone who's super busy or maybe doesn't eat breakfast, but probably should, you know, the person that tends to skip breakfast because they're so busy, but then overeats later on, perhaps this is something for them. So definitely the ingredient list is a bit better. The amount of of fiber in there, some of that's coming from the rolled oats, a large bulk of that's also coming from the chicory root fiber. We don't tolerate that very well, Susie and I together. Um, (laughs) It's in a lot of breakfast products. It's what they use to sort of not artificially, but to add in extra fiber to a lot of breakfast-based cereals, protein bars, cereals, that sort of thing. So it makes me very, very gassy and I just don't tolerate it. I get terrible cramps with it. Um, and if you're wondering why you do struggle with a lot of these bars and, and cereal-based products, take a look at the label because I'm and a lot of my clients actually struggle with chicory fruit fiber as well. But the interesting thing I saw on the front of pack label, Susie, is that the glycemic uh, index. So this is obviously something that they're marketing at diabetics. So it's got, you know, the equivalent of two slices of bread in there. I think two slices of bread with some eggs and a good quality fat serve and some vegetables as well to slow down the digestion of all of that carbohydrate would be a much better choice if I was a diabetic. This is definitely not something that I would recommend for my diabetics, but of course it's going to be a better option than if you were a diabetic and you had, you know, three or four scops fingers with your cup of morning coffee. This would yet yeah, probably be a better option. So it's really it's maybe the better of a bad bunch. I don't know. It's not it's definitely not my favorite type of breakfast option, but I think young teens, busy athletes, people with high requirements, people who are too busy to eat anything and just want to munch something quickly to get something in to prevent that overeating later on, perhaps it could be a good option. But definitely nutrition profile wise, it's absolutely better than the Belvita bars. I would definitely say that. And you know when I'd use it, I wouldn't even use it for breakfast. I'd use it like as an afternoon snack on the go mm. when you need something kind of where kids are hungry and they're looking for something. It's going to be a million times better than a muffin or banana bread or a cake as that more sweet addition to a lunchbox. But, you know, it's not insignificant calories, Leanne. Oh, it's, it's pretty almost high 300 calorie. calories in yeah. that bar. It's a meal. So, as I said, I, now prescribing it or using it. And I, to be honest, I, I wouldn't have recommended this ever, I don't think, you know, aggressively because I don't do athletes or young kids very often. But if I had a teenage, you know, swimmer or rugby player and they were looking for ways to get calories in easily, I'd use it then. But because I don't see many of those people, I certainly don't prescribe it to any of my women who have fat loss and weight loss as a goal. And I certainly don't prescribe it to any of my insulin-resistant pre-diabetic women with that carbohydrate load. So, yeah, I, I think that there's a specific potential market for it and it's certainly better than Belvita. But I think that it's a very specific product for that similar up and go group who perhaps can process that amount of energy and need the calories. But that's certainly not the clients that I'm communicating or seeing in my day to day work. Yeah, agreed. Pretty harsh on the good old breakfast biscuits. But um, I think sometimes it's better to have it said, you know, Leanne and I are honest and that's why you listen. So um, any thoughts, anything we've missed, let us know. But that does bring us to the end of the Nutrition Couch product review for another week. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to have this delivered to your inbox every Sunday and Wednesday morning. We are so grateful for your support. We've just hit 800,000 downloads and we're cruising towards that million. So please let your friends and family know and get them to subscribe so we can keep bringing you the Nutrition Couch podcast twice weekly. And we will see you on Sunday for our weekly app drop. Have a great week. Have a good week, everyone.